Hare Krishna, dear devotees. Welcome to Sankirtanan. My name is Mandala Ramdas from Ottawa, and today we're speaking with Manakshi from Toronto. And she's a second generation devotee who's pushing on the Sankirtan movement for Srila Prabhupada's pleasure, taking out many different services such as Shastradan. Um, many different Sankirtan activities. So we're going to hear from her some of the activities and services that she's doing, as well as kind of what inspires her in, in the Sankirtan movement and so forth. So welcome, Mother Manakshi. Thank you so much, Mandala Ram Prabhu. It's so nice to be back talking with you after so long. I know you were in Toronto for a while there, especially with dramas and such. But yes, good to talk to you and thank you for having me. Well, ISKCON Toronto is such a vibrant community and that's that's really uh, where my experience in Krishna consciousness started to flourish with so many wonderful devotees and Bhakti Mark Swami kind of taking me under his wing and getting to travel with him, stay in the ashram. And that that's kind of where I got a little bit of a taste for Sankirtan, actually, because the devotees, they're always so hyped up and excited to go out on Sankirtan, door-to-door distribution, all the big apartment buildings and so on. Um, and now you guys are actually leading the whole Sankirtan endeavor in in all of Canada really you guys are always topping the scores and bringing it up to the next bar year after year uh which for me personally just being in a smaller temple in Ottawa is kind of intimidating because we can't quite keep up with the momentum that you guys have set but Krishna willing will uh will come up to the bar so so yeah thank, I, thanks I think Krishna sees intent um as well so you know if the desire and the intent is there uh then that, that is sometimes more than numbers that's true yeah the intention and we got a lot of heart here at is Kanadua. So we're going to uh maybe eventually, Krishna willing, we'll have some transcendental competition with with Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, maybe you could just give us a little bit of a download on some of your main services in in the Sankirtan movement at, at Toronto. What to speak of also, you know, your Grihasta, your family life and uh children to take care of. So, yeah, could you give us a little bit of insight towards what what you're doing? Yes, um, so I'm involved in quite a number of services at ISKCON Toronto, uh, but one of my main services is uh, Sankirtan book distribution, and um, particularly do a lot involved in Shastradan, um, which is uh, basically placing books into various institutions where people might not come across Srila Prabhupada's books, or temples or devotees because they're in vulnerable situations or devotees won't be going out to them, etc. So Shastadan being sharing the gift of knowledge in these institutions. Mm. So what does like Shastradan include? Because I remember when I was at Iskantra, you know, we'd hear the big Shastradan. This is kind of like our live to give marathon this year, where we're, we're last year, I think was 2.2 million Bhagavad Gita's uh, distributed worldwide. I think this year we're trying to crack the three, three million mark. Um, and I just remember, yeah, it was like a big fundraiser where devotees could sponsor uh cases of Bhagavad Gita's that could be placed where where are they where are they placed what are all the spots that they they give them to 
Yes, absolutely. So you're right. Um, the the worldwide goal this year is three million Bhagavad Gita's distributed. Uh, as well as fundraised for Shastradhan. So distributed is, you know, door to door, store to store, on the street, our traditional uh, Sankirtan book distribution. Airports? Um, sure. <laughs> well, actually, um, that's getting a resurgence, especially in the U.S. There are some devotees who are actually, you know, braving it and going out and distributing in airports. So that is coming back in some areas. <laughs> Um, not so much in Canada yet, but hopefully, like, yeah, that was the good old days. But, yeah, so um, a good portion of that um, is is door-to-door, street Sankirtan, airport Sankirtan. A lot happening, of course, in India now. That's seen a resurgence in, in the past few years. Um, but, yeah, part of that is the Shastadan, which is getting people to sponsor and then we place them. And your question is, where do they get placed? Um mm-hmm. So there are quite a number of venues. Um, in America, their big focus is on motel Gita, and I'm sure you've heard of that, which is placing Gitas in motels and hotels uh, across the country where people, the hotel owners or the managers, put them in the rooms, um, and then the guests can see those books, even take them with them, etc. So that has been wonderfully successful in the U.S. and we have replicated that in Canada as well. But we've also gone beyond that because there's quite a number of other venues where we can actually place these books. Um, And that includes um, nursing homes, hospices. Um, In those situations, people are especially vulnerable, especially when they're at their end of life, right? And they're asking, well, what did I do with my life? What goes on from here? Uh, The families are quite emotional as well, saying, okay, what's going to happen with my loved one? Um, And so these books, like the Bhagavad Gita, give them hope, give them solace, give them those answers. the other thing you mentioned was airports. Well, there is a soft way to get people to get the Bhagavad Gita through the airports. So now airports have multi-faith centers or prayer rooms. And so we can place Bhagavad Gita as especially soft covered ones in the airports across the country. And then when people go in to pray or just have a moment's quiet, they see these beautiful orange books and then they can grab one and take them on the flight with them. Um, so that's another one. Um, we're also doing libraries. So actual public libraries are taking our books, not only Bhagavad Gita's, but we're actually placing, for example, Srimad Bhagavatam's, full sets of Bhagavatam's, where they're actually labeled and able to be actually borrowed. Um, where? Where is this? These are in libraries. Okay. Yeah, so public libraries, Toronto Public Library, Markham Public Library, Vaughan Public Library, you know, Mississauga, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so basically, we deal with the collection managers. Uh, they label it. They get microfished, and then they can be borrowed. And uh, it's beyond just the Bhagavad Gita. It's Srimad Bhagavatam sets, Krishna books, uh, Hidden Glory of India, all of these type of books. And, um, you know, they are usually placed in the philosophy and spiritual section. So again, that's an area where maybe somebody would not come across um, Prabhupada's books, but they can in the library. They're in this section say, oh, what is this book? They borrow it and read it, right? Um, 
Hospitals. Hospitals are also a very big thing. We are dealing with hospitals across the country, um, and they are placing these books in the chapels, in the prayer rooms, the multi-faith rooms. The chaplains have these books with them so that they can, when they're visiting patients, they can give it to their patients and the patient's families. So um, again, access when people are in vulnerable situations, uh, in emotional situations, and you never know what might be going on. Again, it could be end of life. It could just be a debilitating injury. So again, these books are there for them. Um, We're also doing little free libraries. I'm sure you've heard that where devotees can just basically take a selection of titles uh, and go neighborhood to neighborhood. It is something where devotees don't have to talk to anybody. You know, they just have to open up that little box. Uh, Looks like almost like little treehouse boxes put the books in and then follow up every few months or a couple of times a year and replenish them. And again, people walking down the street, you know, they open that and pull out a book. Um, I feel like that one's like an unlimited service because we have a couple around us and, you know, I'll, I'll go deliver one day and then the next, you know, two days I see it and they're all already gone. So it's a huge, uh, huge outlet that if devotees yeah. have book sponsored. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's very easy to do. Uh, it does take time, take some driving around, but I mean, it, it is one avenue to get Sheila Prabhupada's books out there. Um, we're also doing a lot with prisons and correctional institutions, halfway houses, jails, detention centers. Um, again, they, these are populations that um, have done wrong, but there is a hope to rehabilitate them, um, not only materially, but spiritually. Um, and so, again, getting these books into these institutions where the chaplains do provide these to the inmates. I, we have actually a couple of the correctional institutions where they actually do welcome kits. So when a new inmate actually comes into their system, they actually give them a little kit. And in those kits, we have a couple of soft titles for the inmates. So they right away, they wow. might get, you know, BBD, like Beyond Birth and Death, or Coming Back or they may get um, spiritual yoga or perfection of yoga, something like that. Um, And then we've also placed Bhagavatam sets in correctional institutions as well. So that has a huge scope. Wow, that that is amazing. So many different spots that the devotees are all uh, reaching out to. And I see that um each one of these these outlets have an amazing potential to to really connect to the mass public places like uh, uh the, the jails that's that's an enormous one for really people to become reformed and have a deeper insight and they they have the time to to put in to, to read if they're actually thinking about some transformation and, and changing the direction in their life. I, I think this is one of the most uh, wonderful places for potential for people to, to transform. But but I guess the, the big question is like, these are all huge goals and maybe at, at Iskand Toronto, you guys have a huge network and wonderful connection with, with these things. But for me personally, I, I found that it's, it's kind of hard to um, get get involved with these big institutions such as the even Motel Gita's. I, I don't know what's the best approach towards getting 
getting into these these outlets i've uh, i guess we could just start with with the the hotels motels how do you how do you approach to to show them this and, and so on do you just call them up do you leave them an email do you go in person what's what's the best method you found so the first thing um was to back it up a little bit and that to start a shastaran program in um, a temple is to get buy-in from the temple management and uh, of course make it part of your sankirtan team your sankirtan department and then you have to fundraise right to get the lakshmi to be able to do this because without the lakshmi you can't really um have the resources to place these books so you would want to sort of set a goal for the for your temple say we want to raise this much lakshmi explain the program to the congregation as to what you're doing why you're doing it where you plan to place these books um and then get those sponsorships and then once you have that you can now go and place the books so the next step is planning where are you going to place these books you know we talked about hotels and prisons and airports i mean we also do universities and schools we do the armed forces we do police divisions you know so there's a lot like that so if you're just starting out you know maybe pick one of those venues for example you mentioned hotels and motels um so yeah you would start there and then first of all check in your area where are the motels and hotels um what are the names of them make a list <clears throat> sorry i have a bit of a cold um and once you have that list then you can go out and visit or call depending uh and take books with you to show them and you're showing for example in the particular part of hotels and motels you're going to show them the bhagavad gita cuz that's the mainstay because many of them have been used to having bibles right in the drawers so a bhagavad gita um is in a sense similar to that you can explain it to them and say that you know this is going to provide hope solace especially to travelers that might be in stressful situations etc don't know what they're going through so you show them that book and you also tell them that this is not a sales call you know we're actually trying to help you with your guests so we're giving these to you to place in the rooms now some of them might be hesitant and say well we don't want to put them in the rooms so then your other plan of attack so to speak is okay why not try them in your lobby in your reception in your reference area many times if you go to a hotel i'm sure mandala ram prabhu you've seen that they've got these racks where they have those you know travel things or go and see this attraction or that attraction well have them put a few soft covers there right so this gives them an opportunity to try out um the bhagavad gita and see how it works or you could tell them why not try it in a few rooms if it doesn't work out we can always take them back right so you get them to sort of commit to that and you um so they'll place them in their rooms and then make sure you keep the name of the person you're dealing with so that later you can follow up because follow up is very very important see how is the program working for them can we replenish more for you can we give you other titles like they might want some other titles in their front area in the lobby where they do have the attractions that might be better have smaller titles in all circumstances it's very important to be professional and to leave them with a good impression because even if they say no 
They might say yes in two months time, three months time, a year's time. So you want to leave them with a good impression and not just say, oh, you don't want our books fine. You know, <laughs> yeah, there, there has to be a, a nice way of doing it. And professionalism also goes a long way um, because if we are organized, if we talk to them properly, if we provide them information properly, then they're going to be impressed with us as well and want to deal with us. Right. So that's how I would say that you would sort of start um, and, and go for it. Um, don't be afraid. Start small. Mistakes will happen. It is a learning experience. But, you know, try and try again. And uh, practice makes perfect. Wow. Okay. That, that's, that's, that's wonderful insight. And, like, as far as success, because I know sometimes within these big motel and hotel chains that that's a lot of time there's that typical saying when when I was doing the walk across the United States with Bhakti Mark Swami, uh, Canada, he'd usually camp out at different locations along the trail. But in the States, we didn't even need to camp out once because most of the hotels were actually owned by Patels, you know, the, the, the Gujarati kind of community and Indian body community. So is those the people that you try to like somehow connect with and focus or, you know, what's the success rate that you've found? Is most people quite receptive to it? Or are they just, uh, you know, it's kind of a follow up process that, that eventually leads into something? Um, it's a mixed bag. Um, so not all hotels and motels are owned or managed by uh, the Patels or the Gujaratis or Indians in general. Um, so there's there's a few things. If you're dealing with an Indian-bodied uh, individual who owns a motel, you might get two reactions. One is that they'll be really receptive. Uh, the other is that they will be... <clears throat> not receptive in the sense that they, yes, they revere the book, but because they revere the book so much, they don't want to put in the rooms because they say that people trash them, they rip them up, they smoke on them, they take them to the washroom, etc. Um, and so in those cases, you can say, well, the book is purer than that. It, it is it is uh, literally incarnation of Krishna, so um, it cannot uh, get damaged in that way. And the other way you can say, well, please put them in your reception, put them in their law in the lobby. And when you see people that are say more sober or vetted by them, then they can give the book to those guests. So there is a way around that. Um, and also when you're speaking to those Patel owned hotels, you explain them that what you're doing by putting these books is actually such a good deed, right? Um, and you know, for them that, that pulls on their heartstrings because then they are actually involved in the process of spreading Krishna's message. Um, so that is the Indian bodied side. And then you have those that are non-Indian body that have no idea what the Bhagavad Gita is. Um, and in that case, then you are presenting the book to them and showing them that, well, you know, this talks about solace. This talks about how we can be better in our life. And, and you explain the Bhagavad Gita on its merits, much like you would on the street, right? And then say, well, this can help your guests. You know, some of your guests that are coming through might be a little crazy, might be a little stressed. And, you know, this can help them calm down. So this is sort of a value add. Uh, for what you're doing, you know, you're you're trying to provide them a nice guest experience, um, and you might be putting in nice soaps or shampoos or you know this kind of decor or whatever. Well, this complements your the guest experience, you know, um, and so you take that approach with it. 
Yeah, when, when I was trying to reach out to many hotels, you know, as every year, that sometimes I just didn't have enough time to run around, and I just call, call, call. But I always found there was always this huge block uh, during the calling process. So I, I, I guess going there in person and you know having a professional format to just um, show the Bhagavad Gita on its own merit, show what we're offering, um, would probably make more of an impression on them. Mm -hmm. And they can physically see it as well. So, you know, uh, when I say pictures are worth a thousand words, they can flip through the book as well and see what it's about. Um, another thing that they might be concerned with, especially those that are non-Indian body, is that is this some sort of, you know, book that has a whole bunch of advertisements in it? You know, I'm sure you've seen hotels where you go and there's like these pizza ads and spa ads and mm -hmm. things like that. So another angle is we're not trying to sell anything. You know, this really is to complement your guest services. There's no advertisements in it. Wow. Awesome. And I guess another angle uh, that we we're talking about was the, the prison ministries and reaching out to them. That, that seems like a super hard area to crack unless you have maybe someone on the inside or, or so on. Are they quite receptive to getting these books and, and then what to speak getting them, but then sharing them with the guests? Because I know, say, the Christian ministries really have a stronghold on kind of, you know, the prison's faith group and so on, which is totally okay, but are they... Uh, I, I, and I'm asking because personally, I have a friend, a childhood friend who uh, recently I just got a random call from some number and said, an inmate in the Lindsay Penitentiary is calling you. So I pick up and, you know, so on and so forth. We end up talking and then I, I was trying to you steer him in this direction, get get to reading, you know, have, have you have some time on your hands. Let, let's see if you can find these books and, and have access to them. So it is first of all i guess is it hard to get them into those prisons and how would we reach out to them and then once they're in there do they actually get passed on to the to the prisoners right really good questions um first of all for example <clears throat> depends which country you're dealing with so for example us in canada what we had to do was a bit of a process so it wasn't very easy to begin with um we had to actually uh talk to the canadian government the correctionals department um, and we had to talk about what we were trying to do number one and then send off these titles for them to actually look through the books uh, and then after that process they were approved so that there was a huge process to that for the first part of it so that was for canada corrections canada um, and then after that, once we and how did you reach out to them though? Like, what you emailed them, you called them. What what, what was I, the procedure? I phoned them and then emailed. Then then there was a letters and then there was shipping off of the books okay. and then getting the approval back from them. So again, um, to do this, you need to be you know well organized, professional, follow up, etc. So you, you have to have a plan in place. So with Canada, we've got it approved. Um, you know, other countries might be a similar type of situation where, you know, you have to find who is the overarching body, regulatory body uh, that takes care of correctional institutions, prisons, jails and the like, um, and then make sure that they're OK with these. Um, in some instances, it might not be like that, that you just have to go to each prison. We had to do that as well. So after it was approved, it wasn't like, oh, OK, we can just start shipping books out. We then had to deal with each and every prison 
uh, and correctional institution across the country. Uh, and then again, explain, okay, that um, these are what these books are. Um, and um, another thing to emphasize with these um, spiritual care or chaplain departments is that um, these are not just for folks from the Hindu Vaishnava faith. They are available and provide solace, provide information, provide knowledge to those from all backgrounds, right? So you don't want to pigeonhole yourself into, oh, this is only going to be good for, well, you know, we only have two Hindu inmates, so we really don't need it, right? Mm -hmm. So you might get that response, right? And so then you have to explain to them that these are books are non-sectarian, you know? Um, they help those from all faith backgrounds, from all backgrounds. Um, and of course you have now that the approval process, the approval of these books, right? So then some of them might say, okay, just send me a couple copies for me to see a sample. Or some might say, yes, send me a lot. I, I really think these will be of value. And then again, you're sending them off and follow up, follow up, follow up, you know, see how the program's doing. Ask them to share them, to put them in their resource areas. Um, as I said to you previously, we have a couple of correctional institutions that now add them to the welcome kit. So you can suggest that uh, for the soft, small titles at least, right? Um, and then um, you find a little bit more about their institution. So you build that relationship uh, and find out, well, you know, what are they doing? How many inmates do they have? Do they have a resource center? Uh, do they allow the inmates to come into that resource center to read? Um, and when you find those things out, then you can customize, curate the type of titles, the number of books that are going. And, um, you know, sometimes even we're getting now requests from some institutions that, oh, can you come and do meditation? Can you do some yoga? See how it can expand. We have a one institution where the fellow asks us for incense and he does actual puja in the morning. And right? Is that like, uh, like at a prison? That's at a prison. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You know, and we've also had where we have Srimad Bhagavatam sets in some prisons. Um, so they have them on the shelves and the inmates can come and actually read them right there. And then we have others who, because most correctional institutions do not allow for hardback, right? Because the hardbound spy or staples um, can be weaponized. So those aren't allowed in there. So what they do is, again, when you build up that relationship, they'll actually strip the covers off the Bhagavatam or the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is in some prisons as well. So the content is still there. The cover is not, right? But the knowledge is, is getting to these inmates. Wow, that is uh, amazing, amazing outreach. And I guess for, say, let's just give Kanda for an example. Since you guys have done all the, the, the grunt work, all the huge labor endeavor, is, and say in the States, you know, these things may already be established. Is there any need for me to do it? You know, having our small little center, or do we just reach out to you? Uh, do we focus on other aspects of, of kind of that Shastradan? How, how would, what would you suggest for that? Well, so in Canada, we have, uh, because we've been doing the prison side of things for a few years now, we've probably touched base with most of them, especially, um, especially in Ontario, for sure, um, and to somewhat of an extent across the country. I know in BC, they've also been contacting um, some of the prisons at a more local level, so that's great. Um, but, you know, the scope is so huge beyond prisons um, in that 
there are hotels and motels across the country, right? Um, there are shelters across the country, uh, public schools across the country. So we, we don't, you know, and the libraries across the country. So we don't have to be stuck on one particular venue, right? Uh, the scope is so huge. And depending on the amount of Lakshmi you have to place uh, books for, um, you know, there is no end in sight. There's no limit. So again, we don't have to just, you know, prisons are a little bit harder to get into. Do some of the easier ones. Mm-hmm. And for the whole Shastra Dan event, just to like give give devotees an example of maybe how long ago did Toronto start this whole program? What what was the initiative behind it? Uh, what was the goal that you guys set in the beginning, if if you can remember? And then where are you guys at now? Like, what's the projection been been year over year? And what are you guys really uh, putting out into the wor- world? Yes, so we started about uh, 13 years ago in Toronto, Um, and uh, at that time, I don't remember what the dollars were. It was pretty small, Um, and we just started with, um, I think it was really um, hotels, hospitals, and uh, temples where they had other temples, I mean, not ISKCON temples, where they had, you know, their own Sunday school and, and senior schools and things like that. So that's how we started out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's grown from there over the 13 years where now we've surpassed 130,000 books and <laughs> over 2,700 venues. Um, and uh, Over the 13 years? Or you do- over the 13 years, wow. yes. Yeah, in excess of 130,000 books and in excess of 2,700 venues. Um, yeah, and I, I would say even 2,700 venues might even be on the lower end of it. Wow, that's 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 incredible. Uh, yeah, we were going for like, you know, 50 cases per year. <laughs> that was kind of our our reach and and where we were trying to tread towards, but. Uh, but wow. it's more important to do it, um, do it right. It's okay to start small, but do it right and to leave a good impression and be able to follow up and make sure that these books are actually doing what they're supposed to do. That is that they're in the right venues, that people are appreciating them. Right. Um, so, so that's very important. Uh, making sure they're, they're making an impact. Wow. And I guess the the scope, because when I think about this, you know, sometimes I just think, okay, this is so much service for me to, to do that it's really unlimited. What's what's your guys' scope of how many devotees are participating? Are you taking on, you know, all the organization by yourself and calling all these places and, you know, other people, you know, might just be delivering and so on. Do you just have like one head organizer for for all these different programs, or or how do you how do you divide it up? So the Shastan program is part of the Toronto Sankirtan team. Um, currently, myself and Indresh Prabhu head up the Shastadan side of things, uh, but the, it also takes a lot more than just the visits and the calling, etc. So we have a, a whole team here. So first of all, uh, many of our devotees are involved in, for example, fundraising. The congregation is involved as well because they have to give us the Lakshmi. So for example, right now we're in the Live to Give campaign where you know, every weekend at the Sunday feast, we're promoting the Shastadan program and telling people about it and then, you know, raising those funds from the congregation. 
Uh, and then we have those that are helping with packing. Uh, we have those that are helping with um, placing the books uh, orders with the BBT to get them in, right? And sometimes there might be help required in curating boxes. As I said before, that you know sometimes you're not just shipping one full box or five full boxes of Bhagavad Gita's to an institution. Sometimes it might be curated. For example, coming back to a correctional institution, they might all want, you know, 20 uh, coming backs, so 20 perfection of yogas, uh, five higher tastes, etc. So you have to curate the box, right? Uh, so devotees are involved in that. And then, of course, um, you know, labeling them, shipping them. All, all, there's so many different aspects that devotees can get involved in. So if somebody doesn't want to be involved in the front end side of things, which is actually dealing directly with the institutions and the managers, administrators, spiritual care folks, then there's so many other parts of the puzzle that devotees can get involved in. And so, you know, it is a team effort and it requires cooperation, teamwork and intent. Wow. I, uh, I feel like devotees, if they can really get behind the Shastradam program and, and get organized in it, it's, it's potential and it's unlimited service possibilities to bring everyone into the fold are, are, it's really unlimited ultimately. And, and I guess just for this year, I, for my own reasons, I just want to see where are you guys at. What's the goal? Is it a goal to get a certain amount of uh, boxes sponsored, or is it like a Lakshmi goal, and that all translates into uh, books? And do you ever run out of places to send them? Because you know that that might be like a worry. Is okay, devotees are sponsoring all of these books, but then does it actually all get get translate to going out in the world? That's probably like the hardest hardest factor to to send these books out, out. right um so first of all our goal for this year that we're fundraising um, right now for is the equivalent of 13,000 Bhagavad Gita's 13,000 soft Bhagavad Gita's uh, so that's the goal which uh once they're fundraised that those funds will be used to be placed in 2023 so we're raising right now in December and then once we have those funds that's the 2023 placements if that makes sense mm -hmm. um as to your second question do we ever run out um maybe eventually we'll run out but you know uh krishna is so miraculous that i'm sure he's going to make sure that that it's never ending you know uh and that there'll always be places to always be pockets to find to be able to place these so hopefully it's never ending uh, yes uh, and and the, and the beautiful thing about this is that you do see the impact we do get feedback we do get testimonials so we do hear back from people who are actually using these books. And, you know, we, we hear both from the spiritual care providers, but actually from, you know, guests at hotels or patients at hospitals or inmates at, at correctional institutions. Can so, you give us an example yeah. of like one of your, uh, you know, people from the Sankirtan Endeavors outreach, that's something that really sticks with you or, or some transformation that may have happened in someone's lives, an example in the prisons or motels or anything like that that you've heard of? Sure. Um, there's one that uh, really is uh, stands out, and maybe some people have already heard, some devotees have probably already heard the story. Uh, but a few years back, uh, we placed some books in one of the correctional institutions, and one inmate who is in for a very violent crime, and I won't go into exact details for privacy reasons, uh, but um, he came across the Bhagavad Gita, 
and started reading it. And so he started writing us letters and asking more information, asking questions. And so we were answering those questions. And then he asked for a picture of Krishna. We sent him that. Um, and then he was asking more and more questions. And then we started um, sending him japa beads. Um, and uh, he started actually asking at his correctional institution to have everything be vegetarian. Then he wow. would start offering um, these uh, his food stops to the pitcher. We've also sent him CDs. So every morning and afternoon, he's listening to Kirtan. Uh, and so uh, he, he's been... He's been doing this for a number of years now, and uh, the the chaplain that we deal with has actually said to us that he has seen a remarkable change in this man uh, from being somebody who's sort of, you know, angry and distressed and depressed and, you know, sort of, um, you know, inwards uh, to somebody who is sort of open and glowing and uh, who is actually coming to the chapel area to actually uh, help the chaplain distribute Srila Prabhupada's books to other <laughs> Um, and so we have a little sankirtan devotee inside uh, the institution. Um, and he is actually reading the Srimad Bhagavatam now. He's reading the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, and his whole life has changed. And he's actually written us several letters. And uh, his last letter, uh, or not last letter, but a recent letter I'll just read to you. Um, he says, again, thank you just doesn't seem like enough to repay all you have done for me. So hopefully the knowledge that my life has been transformed by these teachings will be of help to you and your mission for Srila Prabhupada. I know that he has said in the Bhagavad Gita that even if one person takes up these teachings seriously, then the efforts will be worth it. And I smile every time that I read that, knowing that I am definitely one of those people who have been changed by these teachings. So thank you again from the bottom of my heart. I keep you in my prayers daily. In loving service of Srila Prabhupada. Uh, yeah. So you know, that's one of his letters. And so you can imagine, you know, somebody who's like horrendously violent crime to this. Um, wow. And then, so that was, that's just one letter, right, um, from one inmate. Um, I just received something a couple of days ago from another inmate, you know. Uh, oh, so, um, and we've received one, um, you know, from many from guests at, uh, at hotels or uh, even from the, the, the administration or the managers or spiritual care providers themselves. They'll write to us saying how it's making a difference and thank you very much for helping us out uh, and your generosity. But this one in particular is very is, is very impactful the one i just read wow that is that is amazing that that's really all glorious to your service that the, those devotees and those people out in the world we don't know what impact it's going to take but uh that that's the most prime example you can give that complete transformation and i'm sure it's an ongoing thing so um you know, just to kind of final wrap up, I know you kind of grew up in the Krishna consciousness movement. Your your parents are Srila Prabhupada disciples. And sometimes for second generation devotees, there might be like a little, you know, we, we didn't get to experience Srila Prabhupada in person. We hear all the stories and, you know, that, that might give us some insight of, of Prabhupada memories. And, but, how do you feel connected to Srila Prabhupada and, and by 
getting into this endeavor for Sankirtan, what what really inspired you to get into that? And, and do you feel a deeper connection to Srila Prabhupada through through this endeavor? That's a lot of questions in one. <laughs> um, so first of all, yes, I, I really feel connected to Srila Prabhupada. Um, I have um, had Srila Prabhupada's mercy directly. Um, so I've met Srila Prabhupada. He's written letters uh, wow. to me. So there's um, uh, there's a strong connection there, a direct connection uh. of mercy. So we've been we've been blessed by that. Um, and so Indresh and I have grown up in, in Iskon and, and, and had that connection for life. So I think uh, that is quite important. But for a lot of second gen or even, you know, devotees that are coming up now, you know, Srila Prabhupada is speaking through his books, through his lectures, through his disciples, right? So there, there is that connection, even if somebody doesn't have that direct, you know, association. Um, and why are we distributing Srila Prabhupada's books? Um, I think was your second question. That that was Srila Prabhupada's desire. It was his number one desire is to spread Krishna consciousness through book distribution. So if he requested that, and if you want to serve him, then what better way than to do it that way? Wow. Wow, I never knew that you got Srila Prabhupada's personal association. I guess uh, somehow you got empowered through through that and through that in, in, in that intense desire to, to serve in that capacity. So um, I, I see that when, when you're doing book distribution and you're speaking to people, you know, whether it be out on the street uh, or whether you're doing it through the Shastan program, when you're speaking about Srila Prabhupada's books and explaining them, it's not only touching or preaching to that other person, it is actually helping you it's touching your own heart and, and growing your own sadhana right so it, it's it's um it's you're trying to give but you're actually receiving yourself right so and just remembering that these are the law books for the next ten thousand years uh, and you don't know whose heart it's going to touch they're like ticking time bombs you never know whose hand is going to reach out to them and open it and what's going to happen wow well Really, in ISKCON Toronto, you guys are doing so many wonderful services, outreaching to everyone, and it's it's an emblem for the rest of Canada and and the world to try to get organized in their Sankirtan endeavors to to reach out to every single possible institution, business, and situation that that will and benefit from these books if they if they take them in. So. I guess kind of that that was some of the main questions I wanted to ask. And thank you for giving me that, that huge inspiration to get serious in our Sankirtan endeavors. I We have like 50 soft boxes of softbound Bhagavad Gita that I'm just like, uh, you know, filling up our storage room and we got to get out into the world. So, you know, hearing these tactics more in depth really give uh, some clarity of how to approach the method of getting into some of these big big outlets for distributing Srila Prabhupada's books and any anything else you might want to share uh, kind of wrapping up the, the Shastra Don outlook on Sankirtan or anything in general 
I think, um, you know, just have that attitude that we're serving Srila Prabhupada. We're just a small drop in this huge ocean of service. Um, and, you know, just, just go for it. And, and whether it be the, the Shastadan side of things or just going on the street, which is our traditional method, um, uh, that is also extremely sweet, um, especially during marathon time. You know, the, the opportunities are endless. So, you know, just go out there with the mood of, um, you know, serving Srila Prabhupada and we're just an instrument, right? Uh, we're not the doers. And so we're, we're just instruments of Srila Prabhupada and Lord Chaitanya. And uh, if, if we're out there, um, um, they, they will speak through us. Wow. Wow. That's our goal is we live to give. And right now is the best opportunity to do that. So I thank you so much, Mother Minakshi. It's greatly appreciated to have your association and to get to talk to you on more of a personal level of you know all the endeavors of Sankirtan and see your enthusiasm for that and I hope I can call on you anytime when I have some questions about how to sort through you know the organization aspect to, to reach out and so on um, and maybe if you have like any slideshows or anything for Shastradhan I'm not sure if you do but We'll see if we can try to incorporate something like that within the within the podcast link, or, or just we'll give a description for the devotees of how how to go about that, what it all covers, so that they can start implementing it at their different centers. Sure. Thank you so much for your association, Prabhu, and thank you for this service that you're doing with Sankirtan on and, you know, spreading the Sankirtan movement in this way. And yes, certainly, um, if, if anybody has any questions, uh, they can reach out. We're, we're here to serve. We're all one global team. Jai. All glories to the devotees. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Thank you. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you again for listening to Sankirtan On. Please feel free to subscribe and share with your friends for regular updates and inspirational stories on how, by giving, we grow. Thank you for sharing this time with us. All glories to Srila Prabhupada.